0: kvbl radio because the kvbl never fails to disappoint here i was minding my own business just decided to drop a podcast i mean again i say oh what could we possibly talk about well next thing you know i talk about two hours what we got wrong what we got right heading into the last sim you know the most exciting thing probably was going to be you know who was going to Maybe missed the playoffs. Was it going to be the Sonics? Was it going to be the Thunder? Was it going to be the Blazers? You know, could it be the Suns? Because the Suns had the easy injury. I mentioned that last time. Oh, but oh no. Oh, but oh no. <laughs> oh my God. The Hawks went out and made a fun trade. They traded Albright for Murillo, who they just took with the third pick in the last draft. Mario, who was supposed to show them to the promised land. And... Promptly showed them right out of the playoffs. Say it with me now, people. Say it with me. Hawks suck. How did this happen? How did this happen? And I mean, this really sets up a winners and losers podcast. Because there isn't a bigger loser right now than the Hawks. The Hawks had hopes of making noise in the Landros all season long. They were kind of right there. They started to show some, some chinks in the armor after a hot start. And just kind of went into a downward spiral. The last couple sims. And if we look at it, because they are the biggest loser, and and to add insult to injury, they miss the playoffs, and Kyle, who's the biggest winner in all of this, ends up with the top pick. So when we talk about potential with draft picks, this is exactly what we mean. We've seen it, I think, a couple times down the last few seasons, is that all it takes is missing out the playoffs. And... Have we created the scenario where you're going to have teams not wanting to make it? I want to say when we first talked about it, this is what we had said, you know, like with the Thunder is that would we have, you know, like karma, karma works out, you know, karma won out here, JSB karma works in mysterious ways, everything kind of. Worked itself out I think Appropriately because you know not only Did the Thunder make the playoffs but I ended up With the 7 seed I mean I had like a 5 way Tie at 42 wins Um Whereas would you really Would any of you know like is would it really Have been fair for the Thunder To miss the playoffs and ultimately Net a top 2 pick No No that's silly you know so Karma does work itself out where the Thunder Were just too good to do it but it does Open the door <laughs> for teams to potentially have it happen. Now again, you have to have things probably fall the right way to make it happen. But but I mean just look, anybody misses the Hawks were a decent team and missed the playoffs and Kyle benefited. The Hawks are obviously seemingly better than the Thunder. <laughs> and look at if BJ doesn't make that trade, I guess he doesn't have barrio and he probably somehow isn't still in the playoffs. But imagine the Hawks with another asset like that. I mean, it's it's just crazy, the ramifications. You're going to have Smath, you know, talk about the pick as well. Um, But when we're talking about big winners and losers. But just to just kind of put the kibosh here on the Hawks. We had kind of talked about it. I thought so last sim when we had mentioned how, you know, the production he was getting out of cross. And I really think that hurt him. And I think that caused that team to go down. And we just see that just ultimately they just lost it on offense. They lost it on offense down the stretch. And we're going to look at the last sim here because I have it looks looks like basically every game in April. So down the stretch, the Hawks and again, they just would have needed what one more win, one more win because they lost the tiebreaker to the Sonics, which pushed them out. So if they win one more game, they make the playoffs. We see that they lost to the Thunder by 23 points at home. There's one right there. They lost to the Timberwolves by 14 points. So it's two winnable games. Uh, they lost to the Knicks by 20 at home. And then, a, like, a home at home. And then they lost again. They lost to the Clippers. And they lost to the Bucks. And they went out against the Timberwolves. So they had like five or six pretty bad losses there. The Bucks. The Bucks. <laughs> Imagine if he trades his 39 for Murillo to the Bucks. The Bucks beat him and knock him out of the playoffs. <laughs> his boy, his own boy Bubbles, his own boy Bubbles knocked him out of the playoffs. So did, um, and, and ironically enough, MX, MX beats him. If MX doesn't knock the Hawks out well, by winning a game, does, does the pick jump? I mean, it's crazy. But the Hawks had totally blew it. I mean, absolute epic collapse. So not only did they collapse and fall out of the playoffs, but they give Kyle a top pick. I mean, you just cannot make this shit up in the KBBL. Incredible. So, yeah, there's no no better spot to start with. The biggest loser by far being what happened to the Hawks and BJ, who ironically, for the first time in like a month, isn't around during the final sim to see his team just completely collapse. You know, where is he? Checking it out. Still not in chat. Unbelievable. It's it's just it's crazy. Can't make these things up. But winners and losers, you know, let's talk about the Hornets. Hornets are a big winner. They beat out the they beat the Lions and the Celtics by one game. One game to take that top seed. And how big is that? You know how big it is? The Lions and Celtics finish two three. And I guess by that gives the Celtics the other division. So the Celtics end up being, I guess, the two seed, unless they, I guess, JSB screws it up because they do that sometimes. Well, anyways, it it puts, I guess, the Lions still got got the two seed, which I think has happened to me one time. So it puts the Celtics against the Pacers in the first round, battle of the Yencho Eve trade. But more importantly, the Hornets avoid all three of those teams. So when we talked about going into the season, the potential top four teams in the Landros, the Hornets get to avoid all of them, in the in the first round. So not only well, I guess not only in the first round, but the second round, right? Yeah, they the they would uh, they wouldn't face they would only face one of these teams, in potentially the Landros Conference Finals if they get that far. They have a scrappy matchup against the late Raptors here in the first round but then a a potential second-round matchup with the 76ers and Nuggets. So Hornets come out a big winner. They make the chow trade. They get the top seed out in the Landros. And, you know, really nice positioning by having that spot. You know, we could say if we're looking just at record-wise, maybe the Lions would be a little bit of a loser, as well as everybody else who didn't make the top seed. You know, there's not too much to talk about here. We saw that the Lakers and the Raptors kept like kinda of losing games. So the Lakers ended up I guess being a slight winner because they helped to improve their pick to where they tied with some of these other teams. But I still think by I guess virtue of the tie with the Heat, looks like they still end up I think picking around fifteen. The Raptors are a little bit of a winner, but I guess no, because that's actually the the Nets have their pick. So that I think ends up being the twelfth pick. 13th pick And then the, the Thunder are Slotted behind there <clears throat> So You know, when it comes to the Landros I think we just kind of look at the Hornets And that was kind of it um, As far as the good teams Because it ultimately depend on what happens in the playoffs You know, other winners would easily be The Grizzlies and the Rockets uh, And of course, you know, Kyle His pick dropped to 6 But he ended up with, of course, the Hawks pick Jumped to number 1 So the biggest winner, you know for sure is Kyle Who ends up having the Hawks pick Jump up to the top spot and, and what's nice is that You know the Bucks ended up rebuilding They're a little bit of a winner here Because their pick jumped as well Jumped at number five So he kind of packs it in He beats his buddy And ends up with the fifth pick I mean double karma right there But if we look at the fact of Those are four of the bottom five teams In the conference And they end up with decent picks so you know, like it's it's a nice influx of talent going to the worst teams in that conference. So that's good. Um, uh, All rim gets the second pick. Disk gets the third pick. You know, so that's good. That's good that these pretty bad teams out in the Landros are going to get some better assets. Over in the Maynard, quick winner. Of course, the Kings top the league with sixty-seven wins. Uh, And we talked about it. Could we have one of the biggest separations from one and two? And we did. We have 13 game difference between the Kings and the Warriors. I mean, that's massive. But what's even more ridiculous is a 20 game difference between the Kings and the Knicks, who are winners finishing out with with the third seed. The Warriors are who we thought they were. So I mean, like, I don't really think if we're looking at a Sim 7 winners and losers... You know, can't look, look too much of that. But, I mean, that you know, the Kings, I guess, getting the number one record overall by seven games over the Hornets. I mean, Kings separated themselves of the cream of the crop yet again. Uh, and it's funny because if you look at the Maynard, like we said, it's pretty much the Kings, the Warriors, and nobody else. It's kind of probably like the NBA East right now. Uh, Andre's a winner. As Ricky pointed out, he made his team better. He won 47 games. He obviously diminished that pick where I think that pick dropped to like 17 Um, I think 16 or 17 is what it drops to for the Nets, Um, as well as he now has the Nets and the Bulls pick next year. And his team was decent, and he's got a playoff matchup. You know, the Knicks are going to face the Heat in the first round. I mean, the the Maynard playoffs are ridiculous. Um, So Andre comes out a winner. Ricky comes out a little bit of a winner here. He, uh, he had a terrible sim heading into this one where it would look like what's going on with the Blazers? Could they potentially miss out? He writes the ship. And like he said, if it wasn't for that one really, really, really bad sim right after he traded Brick, he could potentially have even been like the second seed, probably as easily the third seed out in the messy, messy Maynard. But man, um, figured it out a bit for that team and they salvaged it. They came out on top as none of these teams in the Maynard wanted to win. This sin that's pretty much what it was and we joked about it I think I don't know if I said 41 or 42 the race to 41 clearly it became the race to 42 as we saw that there were five teams that ended up with 42 wins and in the Maynard we had five teams separated by one game it's crazy and then throwing the other two teams seven teams in the league separated by by a game but five teams separated by one game in the Maynard I mean that's the difference of missing the playoffs and giving Kyle a lottery pick or being the five seed It hasn't been this close in a conference in a long time. And this was fun. This was a really fun year. Talk about the perfect year to jump right back in with all this content. I mean, we just had so much craziness, so much craziness, so much parody. Uh, You know, and and Ricky kind of called this in the beginning of the season how much the the Maynard was a mess. Um, A winner, potentially the Sonics, they made the playoffs. They had four games left. They only had to win two and um, to get to 500. And it, we thought it might have needed to take three, but it didn't. They got in by that tiebreaker and they made the playoffs. So they're a winner. The T Wolves are probably a winner. I mean, now their pick didn't jump. So actually, we're going to say, actually, I'm going to say I'm wrong on that. Now, the T-Wolves get a lottery pick, but they get the number 10 pick. So they get the worst of the lottery pick. So technically, they are a loser, and that is karma as well, working itself out, where they didn't deserve it. If they're going to be this bad this season, when they shouldn't be, then you know what? They don't deserve a top pick. 10 pick, still fine, but yeah, not a pick that deserves to jump. So yeah, good karma working itself out. Um, yeah, I mean, look at the, a lot of losers. Not too many winners here in the Maynards. So many losers. Like the Suns, losers. Suns almost missed the playoffs. This was supposed to be a good Suns team. What happened? Myberg happened. Traded Jalen Willis, traded a young asset, made the team worse. Team almost missed the playoffs. They end up sliding back to a five seed. Zay, 41 and a half, barely gets the over, as did the Thunder. The Thunder got the over at 41 and a half. I mean, you can't, again, you can't make these things up. We've been joking about the over-under for these teams at 41 and a half for so long, and they both barely made it unbelievable. I mean, the Thunder lost a game to the Rockets at the end of the year, where, again, talk about one game. I lost the last game to the Rockets. And I think had I won that game with 43 wins, I think that pick that I end up with, like the 13th pick, ends up being like the 17th pick. Let's check the draft order real quick. I want to say he threw that up there. Yeah, the Thunder are picking 13, but they would have just been picking, I guess, 16 if it wasn't for that. So if I win one more game, but the Thunder come out of here being a little bit of a loser in the sense that they didn't, you know, they, they is that I traded players that I liked in Rugins and Marks, um, and ended up making the playoffs and I clearly would much rather have, I mean, the, the manners the manners Mander, the kind of wide open and this is where it's like I did kind of waste the season. So the Thunder are kind of losers here. I could have made some noise. The Thunder could have made some noise here and maybe get a, so get some luck and maybe make a little bit of a playoff run but i like, traded marks traded Rugens, the kings you know how lucky are they that they have regions that prince goes down they lose their starting point guard, and now they have a nice little low usage backup and we can really see you know if it if, it, if that type of a player works for the kings especially since they have three other scorers so that you know the the kings that's where the you so the thunder kind of a lot of failures here Traded players that ended up being that are going to be of use on the teams that got them. Um, I don't really have any extra guys to put in there. Didn't really want to make the playoffs, and I did, you know, have a first round matchup, the 2 7. I mean, of course, I guess I probably would have rather been the sixth seed to maybe take on Andre, who isn't as seasoned. Plus, they're just not as good as the Warriors. But, you know, a first round matchup with the Warriors and probably one and done. So it's kind of a wasted year to get the 12th and something pick. And it's like I probably could have tried and still got those picks. So, you know, that big loser is what the Thunder do this year. You know, you want to lose some games and not try, and then you just you suck. What a waste. Um, the Heat, of course, are, are going to be losers in the sense that they really wanted the Sonics to miss the playoffs. And again, we're never going to hear the end of the luck factor coming from Smath because that's it. If the Sonics miss the playoffs, does their pick jump just like the Hawks do? And they end up with the top pick? Because that's, of course, what he was banking on. So he's going to look at the fact that he got the 11th pick right now. The 11th pick and the Bulls 41 for Chow. I mean, looking like a loser right now. Looking like a loser. And he still has Bailey. This could get worse. If Bailey goes sideways, this could get worse. So, you know, not good for the Heat either. Um, and the Clippers, you know, it's all sorts of things fall the Clippers way. The Clippers had the Bulls pick Clippers had their own pick, neither jumps. And because three guys, I think behind him jumped, I think two or three, he ends up with picks eight, and nine. Like that's a huge loss. You know, that's a team that really, really, really would have benefited. Now, the only saving grace for all of these situations is it looks like, I mean, we have like what, eight B-minus guys, some C-pluses and a lot of Cs, is that the draft is looking slightly different than the way Smath wrote it up is, what I, is all I'll say, is that I think if we would have guessed how things would have shaken up on the grade sheet, I don't think this is what we would thought we would be looking at. But once again, KJ just does a masterful job of throwing in some curveballs, and really shaking it up Where teams are going to have some real choices Um At certain spots And you know MX joke that Are, are half of these B- minus guys Going to be bust You don't know You don't know But I think that You know We still have yet to see The one single Euro apparently If, if he's going to be good You know If he's a You know I feel like Kyle's in a spot Where if that guy's an elite player No brainer And if he's not What does he do? He's going to have a tough decision It looks like at number one But uh but yeah, I mean, there's no bigger winner than Kyle right now. And there is no bigger loser than BJ and the Hawks right now. Who's just, again, ironically, not around to have any response to this. But I mean, would you want to? I mean, the Hawks have turned into what? Like, a, like can we forever, like for all the times he wants to talk about Hawks being in the in the discussion, can they just now become like a, what, a, a parakeet? Can you give me that? Like Tweety Bird, pretty much. They ain't no Hawks anymore. You know, like, you gotta earn it. And man, did this just go <laughs> really, really, really wrong. Um, playoffs are Thursday at 1. Most likely gonna be working Hopefully it can be around, I guess, to talk about progressions, things like that afterwards, maybe the end of the playoffs, but I'm going to be working the first part of there, so I won't be able to do anything live. But I think it's going to be fun. The mainer's a mess. You have two top you have two teams that are good, and the rest that clearly could have all missed the playoffs. I mean, the Knicks obviously got their act together, and so did the Blazers, but and I mean like I'd be surprised if it's not the Kings and the Warriors in the Maynard conference finals that makes the most sense and again how much is it going to benefit the hornets by the fact that they were able to escape the Lions, celtics and pacers and potentially until the finals not like the the sixers or nuggets or any slouches but you know i think that if we're looking at the hornets right now they're most likely the favorite to come out of that matchup and potentially face up against you know who can survive the lion celtics pacers three-way um But it should be interesting, especially in the Landros. I think you have overall more quality teams than the Maynard. Whoever talked about the Maynard being like, look at the games back. Like the Warriors were 13 games back, third place 20 games back. This is nuts. Oh, I didn't even talk about the Nets. See, Jay's probably, Jay trolls me the most and probably is waiting around. And I mean, I could just avoid him and just be like, you know what, forget it. But come on, we got to talk about it here. We are completely glossed over it. The Nets are a huge loser here. Huge loser. The Nets now won one more game in the Cavs. And they technically didn't have the worst record. So good for him. But you know what? Like we talked about last time, like for all the shenanigans you want to throw my way and, and you know, ugh, God, whatever the phrases are about that, pot, calling, kettle, all that. But it's like, yeah, Sanderson. Sanderson didn't even start the whole year. I know he started most of the second half here, but he started 54 games. So he basically didn't start 30 games. And he started down the stretch, which is fine. Again, not talking like this team's going to win more. But you know what? There were still some choices made by the Nets to not win any games. And as karma dictates it, I mean, it's not like that pick dropped like crazy far. um. But I guess what is that? It drops to six would be fun, right? No, it's still the four pick. It's still all right. The Nets have the four pick in a draft like this. I think that's fine. I think if you're looking at the if if you're the Nets and you're Jay and you're saying, you know, if my pick has to drop, I think this this draft actually I think you're fine with. I think if you know considering you're picking four and look at the last couple drafts, you know where where the guys went. You know you had Lou and Raffy, and then last year you had Glenn and and um and Elio, and I guess Albright and Matthews. We're nice players, but it's like this is a draft where I think you'd be fine probably at four, Um, as you know, whether it's one, two, three, or four, depending on who you might like. And you know, again, I think he's fine. Four is fine. It really doesn't look like it's going to be any different than any of the spots above it, unless the Euro looks like he's going to be super good. So it's not, I don't think that that big of a deal. I think he's a little bit on the loser side when you look at all the other picks he had. He had three other picks that he had hoped at least one of them would be lottery. And most likely he was hoping for the for the Knicks one. And the Knicks one slots in currently at number 18. It'll move up a spot because he'd have to forfeit their pick. But, you know, he ends up with the 17th pick. And that was the pick that he was trying to get Andre to trade back from. And this is why Andre doesn't do it. It's because he knew. He knew, like, that he's not going to be that bad. Like, I mean... Andre would have had to try to be the Hawks and luck into getting the top pick. But I guess the point is the argument is it's there, right? If Andre misses the playoffs, he could have jumped to number one. But I think that just the odds were he would probably would have been picking 10th. So, you know, Andre gives Jay the 17th pick. Jay ends up getting the 12th pick and the 14th pick. So he's got these random picks in the teens as well as in his number four pick. So, you know, the upside is... It worked out, you know, we, we we wanted to discuss what would be the worst case scenario potentially be for the Knicks in that trade. Could they eventually, could they actually lose out in that trade that they made for uh for Chow by getting the Nets pick and the Bulls pick? And at this point, it doesn't look like it. Um, I don't really think that the Nets with these picks, unless they decide they want to trade for a player using these assets and potentially be good. But it's like, you know what, the picks in the teens... Again, some people don't value them. I don't know what how what seventeen is going to look like in this draft, but fourteen seems okay. Twelve seems okay. I think you could have done worse. So to combine that with the number four pick, you know he's already got some decent young talent on the roster. Clearly, they just need some bigs. If they can figure that out, they're going to be fine as far as having young talent. Now, I don't think this is going to be a playoff team next season, and I definitely don't think the Bulls are because if we're looking at it right now. We don't quite know what we're going to get from the Sonics. But there's already going to be eight teams there looking at. They're going to be playoff teams. The Thunder are going to want to be trying. The Hawks are going to, (laughs) I guess they're going to be wanted. they're definitely going to want to try to improve on this, right? Um, I guess the Heat would technically have their picks now and drop out. So the Heat would, would not be trying. So there is a spot open. But now you have the Timberwolves should definitely be better. Come on. The Timberwolves have to be better than the Nets, right? And then the Clippers. Are the Clippers going to start trying? Now, here's a scenario where we could see, since MX missed out and he's only getting picks eight or nine, if he doesn't get guys that he likes to fill out the roster, I think there's a team next year that, like Kyle had actually noted, that there's a team that we could see missing the playoffs. Is he could kind of draft best players available here? Um... Put those with Sudbury and Zampa. We probably don't see Chul at that point. Maybe we see Stu all season. He joked about it, but I could definitely see a situation where the Clippers aren't coming out of it just yet. That's probably not a bad thing. So, I mean, maybe there's a shot at Jay making the playoffs. I mean, we kind of didn't really think Andre had a chance, and here he was at the three seed. So, I mean, crazier things obviously have happened. So, I'm not going to say it's not going to happen, but I would say that you know, the odds aren't necessarily in his favor. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not really in his control other than when we're talking about the flip-flopping of the 39 Knicks pick and the 40 Nets pick. I mean, obviously, I think Andre was correct in what he did. I think he will end up ultimately getting a better asset than the 18th pick from Jay, for example, which is where 17th pick is what he's giving him. And, you know, Andre will have the Bulls pick. And um, And now Andre himself, though, I guess that actually... Again, I could be wrong here because now we've looked at it is that the the Knicks do have their 40. So if the Knicks are a team that don't want to make the playoffs, would that potentially allow the Nets to? So there's something that Andre's going to have to think about next season is that he's got then he's has his own pick. So he doesn't have real incentive to want to be good again. But then he also has the Nets pick. And if he drops out, do the nets slide in? Because now we're looking at a scenario where we know the heat are going to be out. So if the eight teams includes the Sonics and includes the Knicks, um, he you know, if he wants to fall out, that means he needs the Timberwolves or the Clippers to jump in instead of the nets. So the Mainers is going to be fun next year. And then of course, since we have the, the Landros, you know, three, four, four of the bottom five teams getting top six picks, like that's nice, too. So again, we would hope that some of these bad teams get better and we just kind of add to the parody what happens to the Kings, what happens to the Lions, for example. The Hornets clearly man, we are the are the next team, but, but man, this was really fun. And then we got the playoffs. We got the playoffs on Thursday as well as progressions. Oh yeah, it's going to be a fun day. But um, But yeah, <laughs> the biggest loser we've seen in a long time as far as... Everything going everything just going downhill fast would be the Hawks. But I would be remiss if I didn't note that of course that the Kings did lose their starting point guard. They don't get Prince back till the conference finals. So that kind of matters. You know, again, he has the insurance policy of rugin so it could be worse for that team. It's not like they're not good without him. And Prince clearly is like their their afterthought of probably their fifth most valuable player in their starting rotation. And you can argue that Rugin's probably just done by defense is still valuable, but yes. Um, Prince was their fifth, you know, their fifth most valuable player of, of that lineup. So how much of an impact is it really gonna have? We don't know. But yeah, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about that. But man, oh. <laughs> you can't you wanna you wanna say you feel bad for him, but you can't. You can't. If you're gonna jump in chat and yell hawks all the time and talk about how awesome your team is and get into arguments with like four or five people. And talk about how you're the cream of the crop of the Maynard. And that you're the, one of the best playoff teams. And you don't even make the playoffs. Oh, man. <laughs> That's such a no-show. Such a no-show. Man, this was just, just such crazy, terrible karma <laughs> for, for the Hawks. Unbelievable. All right, well... If we can make it happen, we will, of course, try to drop something live on Thursday. And if not, I'm sure there's going to be so much more to talk about. The KVBL, the fun never stops. Peace.